welcome to our podcast, Beyond the Court with UC Elite. And we have myself, Stacy Sarmiento, and Matt Guzman. And Matt Guzman is owner and director of UC Elite. And I am also a part of the staff. Um, and we both know each other by kind of coaching together at Logan as well. But I think it even goes like further than that. Like I went to school with like your sisters and mm-hmm. and all that. And it's been quite a ride. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, there's a new podcast that we're starting. And uh, the main purpose behind it is just to get kind of like the pr- behind the scene perspective and get in on the conversation that coaches have, you know, behind the doors or just between coaches or you know, post game talks or, you know, when coaches go out to, you know, dinner and just talk about stuff. Like, I feel like a lot of the things we talk about are actually good topics for everyone to hear and give some insight to players and parents and other coaches. Yeah. Um, and I think when we came up with like beyond the court, like some of these things are even relationships we've built outside of coaching and playing and all that and it's it's kind of cool to touch base on those things and see how how people develop as players as coaches and even some turn from players to coach you know and I think this podcast is going to touch base on that and just anything else that goes on yeah I think we're going to bring in a lot of guests um, local guests actually so it's going to be more like local players um that have gone far in, in the game of volleyball, you know, whether to college or even just the next level. So other local coaches, because I think we have a lot of great coaches around here and players that have good insight that I think that insight will be really good for the younger kids to hear and the parents to hear. But yeah, most of this episode, I think we're going to talk about mostly just like me and Stacy's background or yeah, our, our background journey. on, <laughs> yeah, like where we come, you know, how we got into coaching and whatnot, just so everyone knows about us and then future episodes we're gonna, we'll bring in other people and get their background and history do you want to go first Stacey, or how do you want to sure i'll go um you know i think for me like so i do coach basketball that's like one of my main i started coaching volleyball like i forgot when just helping out at logan but i honestly started coaching because i actually tore my acl like my uh, after my freshman year of high school mm-hmm. and one of my old CYO coaches was like, hey, do you want to help out while like being injured? And I was like, yeah, sure. Like I didn't really know what I was doing, but I had fun just interacting with younger players and kind of sharing my story. And then it wasn't until I actually had a rough like sophomore, junior year, because in my four years at Logan, I went through, I think it was like three varsity coaches. So there was no consistency. And when I was finally cleared to try out like my junior year, there was a new varsity coach and I basically got cut and I was so upset and I thought like, man, I don't want to be involved with playing anymore. So that was the year that I started helping out um, with CYO. And then senior year, we ended up with the third coach and it was one of my old assistant coaches and he was like, no, come back and play, finish. And I was like, okay. And we had a rough season like we d- we were not good at all but I just wanted to have like that closure as a player and it turned out that the commitment that I had to the program he offered me to start coaching the freshman team like right when I graduated so I was a young coach starting off and it was really hard to find the balance of you know being so close in age with the high school si- students and like ha- having to deal with parents and how do I show that I'm a serious person, even though I'm young? Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it, a lot of what I've learned as a coach has been because of uh, Coach Harper, uh, Craig Harper, who passed away in, in 2020. He's been my mentor, and he really took in myself and showed me how to be a better coach. And it's more than just like the X's and O's in the game. It's it's about like building relationships with the girls and. I think we we coached like 13 seasons together before I took over after he passed away. And some of those years were crazy in a sense of like what we accomplished. Like, you know, we went 26 and 0 one year. Like that was like crazy. Yeah. Like um, and then the year before that, I think we actually went like 25 and one. So in that two year span of I think it was like the class of 2017, 
when they were freshmen and sophomores combined they were like 52 or 53 and one wow so that was that was like a run for us yeah especially for a jv jv that like they have what freshmen sophomores on that yeah team. and i think the only losses we had were against schools that their jv team was basically like a varsity team <coughs> like i think yeah. it was carondelet high school you know who is a powerhouse in all their wi- girls sports um and then just being able to compete at that level i felt like it prepared those kids for for varsity you know yeah and just to give people some uh like current where you're at like stacy's the current uh james uh, logan high school um, jv girls yeah. head coach yeah jv head coach <laughs> i assist with the volleyball program as well yes. on, on both levels but how about you matt how did you get your start into coaching it goes back i think I, so i graduated in 2011 and then i was still playing uh, like club volleyball at uh, san jose state for like i think i went through like one season there and then after or actually during my first season i think it was like summer and then um my old coach steve burmaster um he's still coaching at um i think in chicago men's college in chicago he kind of asked me i think they were looking for like a another coach for summer camp at logan and i was just like all right i'm not doing anything let's try it out so i was doing that and then um i think there was actually somebody else that was supposed to coach the girls jv team that that like that coming fall and um, i think that person ended up you know not being able to do it so then he just asked me like towards the end of the summer and i was like sure why not you know i never thought about (laughs) coaching actually especially girls so I went through that season, that JV season. Um, I, don't know, we, I don't think we did that well. I feel like we might have been like third place maybe in league. Um, that end of that fall, all of a sudden, like my um, my old coach, he said that he was leaving. He was like gonna move to. I think he took a either another coaching job or like a an admin job at King King, King City or something like oh, near yeah. San Luis Obispo or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I remember that told everyone he was moving and it was actually like at the end of the season banquet it was like a pretty emotional like uh goodbye thing because he was leaving and everything and after that the, they put the job up and then that next summer you know i got a call from uh or actually that spring i ended up coaching the boys because my old coach was actually he coached both the teams mm-hmm. and then he ended up when he left like there was literally no one who was going to do the boys they had tryouts in like two weeks. The athletic director, Tom Rosenthal, uh, he, he asked me to step in and do it. So I was actually the interim coach of that team. And then I think we won we won league that year. I want to say maybe we lost one game or two games. So we ended up winning league that year. So we did pretty well first time coaching. And then that summer, the, the AD, he was doing interviews. He told me, that the, I mean, from my memory, he like had like – from him, what he said, like sixty people or something Trying apply the for the job. <laughs> this is for the girls varsity, for the girl right? the girls varsity job, and I was like, what? And then he he was just telling me, calling me like in the morning, and I, it was probably like July, and he was like, you know, I'm not feeling anybody. I don't get a good vibe from any any of these people applying. And he said there were some good candidates, but he just didn't get a good feeling from them. So he asked me if I'd be willing to do the girls, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna have to call you back because like. <laughs> You know, it's, it's it's different coaching boys and girls, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to do both and be in school and everything. So, But, you know, obviously I ended up doing it. Yeah, from there now, this is going to be like my ninth or tenth season, season coming up at Logan. So time flies. But, yeah, it's been a long, uh, a long journey, I guess, since then. It's been a, a while. And I feel like coaching, I never really, like, plan to coach just like kind of fell in my lap and I kind of just went with it because I was young and in college and why not you know Mm -hmm. but I think I definitely you just keep on going and like it was it was fun and I ended up liking it more than I thought you know so yeah and I think like even you know going through through that I think I was already I was already coaching at Logan as well and Mm -hmm. I think the first time you were like hey can you announce for me and I was like I've never announced before. And oh, NCS? Yeah, for NCS. And then it became a thing for, like, senior night. And I was like, okay, like, why not? Because mm-hmm. there was such a crossover with – I had some basketball girls that were playing volleyball. 
and I was like, you know, why not just help out? And just knowing you, I was like, sure, you know. But I think, like, even seeing how much the program has grown, like, I don't think a, a lot of people understand, like, what it took for us to get to, like, that high level of competition. Like, how would you say that journey has been? Uh, man, yeah, it's been a long, long work of, uh, like, ups and downs, you know. And I think first started... I think the last so the, my, the last coach before me, I want to say one league like once or twice, I think. And he was there for maybe like four or five years, I think. I think the last time they won league was 2011. And my first two years, uh, you know, doing the varsity girls, it was we were like, I want to say like second or third place in league. I think at the time, Newark Memorial and Moreau were like the top schools in our mm-hmm. in our league and. You know, they had some great players on, on that team. And, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I, I remember it might have been my second year. We would go to these tournaments, and I remember after we'd get knocked out of the, you know, the gold bracket or whatever, like I remember we I would stay after, I had the girls stay after and watch the championship game or, you like, the playoff, you know, the, or the, the gold games, right? For me, I was just observing, like, what are these top schools doing? You mm-hmm. know, like, how do they play? What do their teams look like? What's their strategy? So I was just observing and. I specifically remember watching um, Sacred Heart Cathedral from San Francisco, and they were in the championship game versus, I don't know, I forgot what, what school it was, but they were like a small team. They looked like us, you know, mm-hmm. they, they were diverse, they were like short, you know, they weren't that tall. I think their middle was like undersized, but man, they like played fast, they played defense, they, they played tempo, you know, and they actually ended up winning that whole tournament. <clears throat> I remember watching them, I was like, yo, like that could be us because like we're also undersized we don't have the tallest people on the court you know we we emphasize defense you know so i remember coming back to the season or you know during practice and bringing that up to the team that like Mm -hmm. this is the way i want to play like in the future you know play fast prioritize defense we want a lot of combos right because if you're undersized get around combos to get around the big blockers i remember actually so man somewhere in my old laptops there's like a video of that like my huddle when i brought that up to Mm -hmm. the team man Soon enough, we actually, you know, we, we, we did become that team. You know, it was crazy because what what year was that? Maybe like two years later, two or three years later, we end up playing that same school in the CIF State Regional Championship, and we end up beating them to go to state. And it was the same school that I was admiring, you know, a couple years prior kind of like that I used as like a good example for our girls, you know, that we could be like this or play at a high level. But yeah, it was all, it wasn't easy. Like I think it wasn't an overnight trans transformation. I think my third my third, fourth year is when we started, you know, winning league and becoming like the top in our area. But I wanna say my either twenty twenty sixteen, twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, we were the number one seed in NCS. We mm-hmm. had a great season, but we ended up getting upset in the <clears throat> at home. Yeah, I remember um, that. In the semifinals, and that was a big blow to us. We did go to NorCal's, but I think we lost in the second round, which actually wasn't bad because we actually never been there before. Mm-hmm. But after that, yeah, the next year, 2017, is where we really went off, and we finished that season 40-5, and five, which is, like, crazy, actually, when I still think about it, when I think of that record. Like, we played 45 games, you know? Yeah. And our best player was 5-6, you know? That's like, right. And I think she was the only senior. Yeah, on one that senior. Team. Yep. Man, no girl taller than like what, five eleven? Yeah. I would say. <laughs> and we were able to go all the way to the state championship. So Logan's first time, you know, mm-hmm. um, making it all the way to the, the f- state finals. Yeah, and I remember I think, you know, we have some some girls on that team that were still young uh yeah. on that state <coughs> team. Like three, so three, four freshmen? Yeah, I think so. And then even after that, seeing how much they wanted to continue, like, playing at that high level, it takes a lot more than just, like, the physical aspect of the game. It's also the mental part, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was something I felt like seeing the girls grow and, like, rise to the challenge. Like, it was something to – it was, like, special to watch. And if people were following us, like, they knew, like, wow, like, this run that Logan's having right now with with this group of girls is kind of like historic, right? Yeah, I would say like the hardest one of the hardest things of 
starting from scratch and then becoming like um you know like champions in like the high level is getting your team to believe mm-hmm. that you can be the top number one you know that you could be a champion and stuff like that and actually win like it's hard to really get the girls to believe because before that that's never been done before in our area you know in mm-hmm. the city or the east bay or our area so that's probably the hardest part getting the girls to believe in it but that group of girls they really just you know they put in the work and you know we had to change a lot of things actually the way we trained the way we did things in the summer our travel schedule yeah had to change all of that the type of tournaments we were <coughs> the going to right how long we practice we changed mm-hmm. all of that uh, but yeah, we just had a great group of girls that were just coachable, and they also wanted to win. You know what I mean? It couldn't just be us that wanted to go all the way. Like, and um, I think the craziest part is just like the actual journey to get to the state finals. It's ridiculous if you think about it. Like, how many games? Just in you the, have I think to play. How many brackets? You know? Yeah, just postseason alone. I think yeah. you know NCS is usually four games. Then NorCal is like at least another four too. Yeah. And then it's the state state game, yeah, you know. Absolutely. So that that's that's a lot. Yeah, and it's like first time for everything. Cause like I said, the year before we only went to the second round in NorCal, so mm-hmm. going all the way, you know, a different feeling. It was actually funny. I remember CIF. So like, if you're hosting the NorCal finals, they they mail you the trophy and the medals. <laughs> <coughs> so they mailed it. I don't know why, if they always supposed to do that, but they mailed it to my house. And I was like, okay, what is this? And, like, I'm supposed to bring it to the game because uh, we're hosting. I remember getting it in the mail. I opened it, you know, seeing the trophy <laughs> and um, the medals. I was like, oh, shoot. Like, I really want to keep this, you know. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I don't want to give it back. I don't want to give it to the other team. I just remember that, like, yo, I want to keep this. And luckily we did, you know. We were yeah. able to win that, that game and. You know, that, that, that Sacred Heart team was also really good. They had a, a lot of great players. They were pretty young also. But mm-hmm. a lot of their players on that roster ended up going, like, Division One. So that was crazy. But, you know, I think looking back, like, how did our girls, maybe in other areas too, but, you know, I feel like club volleyball plays a huge factor on how successful your high school season is going to mm-hmm. be. You know, if you're getting those extra reps, those game experiences and all that. But – how did like UC Elite come about? You know. Yeah, um, I think my first two years at, at Logan, maybe a handful like of girls played club, maybe mm-hmm. out of the entire program, like maybe like five or less. Oh wow! And yeah, you know, I was just like, man, like for sure when I coached JV, my first, my, my, the one year I coached JV, like none of those girls play club. Mm-hmm. I think or maybe one. And, I mean, given also at the time, that I don't think there were really that many clubs, you know, but no one played club. And I remember I was, like, watching all these other good t- schools, like, all those girls play club, you know, competing year-round and, you know, traveling and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I remember um, I first was coaching at another local club, and then I think I coached, like, at two other local clubs at the time, and then... At one point, I was just like, you know what, I think I could do this, mm-hmm. like myself. And, you know, just initially the idea was just to start, for do it for the Logan kids so those kids could play. They don't have to travel as far, you know. And, yeah, so we, and we actually initially practiced at Logan. So it was just, like, you know, easy for the kids to get there and stuff, you know, stuff like that. So we started in 2014. Initially, we started with the boys. So we only had two boys team in 2014, me and uh, Andrew, Coach Andrew. Yeah, we had two boys teams. Uh, my brother was on that team. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a lot of the boys, almost all, all the Logan boys are on that team. Started from there, and then I, I want to say we started with, like, four girls teams. Majority being, like, I want to say from, you know, Logan kids and then, you know, other other lo- local kids in the league. And, yeah, like, we started doing just, like, league, you know, like the local stuff. Mm-hmm. Probably far westerns. Eventually, you know, I was just like, the girls need to get more exposure, you know. They need yeah. to get more exposure to higher-level volleyball and travel a little bit more, get outside and see the competition. So I want to say we had maybe s- I mean, what, like seven to nine teams. We started traveling and we started mm-hmm. doing, you know, more qualifiers and competing at a higher level, higher divisions and stuff like that. 
and I think it really did help out those girls because, you know, now every girl at Logan, at least on the varsity team, essentially plays club. Yeah. You know? Like all those years we were winning, all the girls played club. That's true. Somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. majority with us. But our best players were not always playing club for me, you know, but they were playing club somewhere, mm-hmm. you know. So I think for me it wasn't really – about them playing for for our club it was more for like are they playing for a good coach are they playing at, a, at another good club where they're going to get better you know? yeah yeah at the end of the day we all come back together to, to logan to win you know but <clears throat> i think back then also the issue was just like if you're not the best player sometimes you don't get a chance to play back then because there weren't that many clubs mm-hmm. there weren't that many teams available so if you were like deep on the bench you're probably not gonna <coughs> you know get on the club team yeah I think that's the same kind of like with you know the whole basketball scene too like if you're not playing AU or whatever but my biggest thing whether whatever sport you're playing I feel like whenever we get the high school kids back from in between the seasons and stuff mm-hmm. my biggest thing is making sure you're always getting better because if you don't like you know there there's a lot of questions in the air like now do I look at other people you know when I feel like you're gonna supposed to step up or whatever fill in you know maybe the people that w- that graduated or whatever um how do we rebuild from there but uh, i think that that was like a big uh difference with you know if if i felt like whenever i had an au team if they weren't going to play with me i'm like at least go somewhere that you're going to get better and it's like a good fit for you so i think that's the same how we feel with with club right no yeah i think Think about it. If you don't, any sport, it doesn't have to be volleyball, basketball, or whatever, like like swimming or water polo. They have travel and yeah. off-season, yeah. wrestling, football. Like, imagine if you don't play in the off-season, but everyone else does for your competition does. Imagine how many more hours they played, right? How yeah. many games they played. Like, in, even in club, like, if a girl who plays club and then a girl who doesn't play club, in let's say club is five months five six months like imagine each tournament you're at least playing five six games mm-hmm. right and you know we, we, there's a bunch of tournaments like it's like 50 60 70 games that they're getting and, a club and that's season. that's the local season probably yeah. yeah like probably 50 60 or something um of matches that they're getting competition reps right and then I feel like if you don't play club, especially in our area, it's kind of hard to get volleyball reps. Mm-hmm. Like, where are you going to go? You can't walk outside to the, to a park and find a volleyball court, and yeah. you can't play by yourself, you know? Yeah. So there's a big difference. And, <clears throat> you know, we know club is expensive. You know, everything, you know, is expensive. But, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that it is a, that expensive, like the tournament fees and, you know, just the whole way it works. Like, it's a very expensive sport to do, but it makes a big difference. Like, we could see it, you know, like, in today's middle school, right? If mm-hmm. you're middle, you know, our local middle school team that has club players, you know, it's not even fair versus... The other schools that don't, That right? don't, yeah. And I'm sure they want to play club, but, you know, it could just be, like, affordability and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, going back to just, like, seeing how much the, the club has grown, too, like... Like you said, you s- we started off with maybe, like, four <coughs> girls' teams. And then now, yeah. like, currently we're, like, almost at, was it, I forgot what the count is now. We're um, at, for girls, we're yeah, at, so right girls. now we have, like, 20 mm-hmm. girls' teams. We had six boys' teams last year. We have a couple of practice teams. And then just, like, our programs and everything else. So definitely yeah. it's way different, you know. But then again, back then, like, 20... 15, 16, I think we were, our club was so small and we were only at Logan and we only did local, I think we only did local uh, tournaments and yeah, it was way different than now, you know, like yeah. so yeah. different, like even our pricing, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think what, we were like, what do you think was like the turning point where the club started picking up? Man, I think it's when we started getting like more serious players mm-hmm. that wanted to play in college you know like yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it all starts with that i think like you get the girls who are motivated to play the next level and it, it's also like we had time to finally like start with young kids 
and see them grow up with us mm-hmm. you know so the first couple years of course like they only play for you for one or two years maybe they're already old you know versus finally let's say like our fifth year or something <clears throat> you know there are some kids that have we've been able to develop over the years mm-hmm. and then they start becoming really good you know and then we go inside school with them so i would say that and because <clears throat> remember like i think our model of like doing the more travel and changing up you know instead of doing local doing more travel and more qualifiers and and higher level tournaments we wouldn't have been able to do it if the kids didn't want to do it yeah either so we also had demand for it we had kids that wanted to go out and travel you know but also we were watching other you know what were the other clubs doing what were the other Mm -hmm. you know those good players on other schools like that we see in high school and stuff like where what are they doing right you just kind of see and then I think we started with just like going to one like far tournament in our area like traveling a lot wasn't a thing you know i think the the other local club here at the time meant to like only traveled once maybe i don't know if you want to count reno you know but, oh, yeah, <clears> but <throat> i mean everyone just goes to reno right yeah far <laughs> western so yeah we we're i think for our club doing like multiple travel tournaments was like new and like yeah. in our area not a lot of people did it i remember and i think um forgot what year it was but the year that (laughs) you know I I think after your son was born Tristan traveling with a kid was always hard and I learned firsthand like what it meant to like help uh, like friends and stuff like our family Mm -hmm. um, (coughs) take care of a kid (laughs) and I think we went to PNQs in Spokane and that was with I forgot what year that was but you had a 16s team and like why well i think we should probably talk about that too because i felt like that was a historic moment for our club i think that was 2019 i want to say i think right actually the newspaper article thing right there so i don't know if it has a day on it it might have i feel like it's like 2019 maybe Uh but yeah i think that was also like you know a blur almost because it happened so fast but i think that season um, our 16th team we went to florida right and that was a tournament that i thought like oh you know we should be able to like do really well in and we did not do well actually and i was like damn like you know what is up what's going on this team's not clicking you know we have the talent and everything we need it's not clicking so i was like kind of like man you know it's not looking good like you know and i think for for coaches at least for me when that kind of stuff happens and you have all the pieces and it's not working I, I stopped looking at damn like what am I doing right maybe yeah, it's me yeah. maybe you know maybe I'm not the right coach for this team or whatever but <clears throat> you know we regrouped you know stayed positive and stuff like that put in more work and then I want to say the next not the next weekend but maybe a few weekends later went to Spokane because I was on next tournament and we just went all the way yeah. <clears throat> you know and it was I think when you're in the moment you just thinking about the next game the next game mm-hmm. and really realizing you know and, but yeah it was a really exciting moment first you know first um <clears throat> bid and qualifier win for our club at the time and we were only like probably less than, less than like five years old as a club right yeah maybe five or six years old something mm-hmm. like that um pretty young still first time you know us winning a, qu- a whole qualifier and i think those girls my team they're all local kids too so we were like one of the first maybe second like oh actually you might i want to say i mean i don't know all the history but i feel like in recent times we were probably like the first all local like team in our area in this area in the east bay area to like get a to win a qualifier you know not yeah. get a bid they're, they're, the other local club before they they got a bid before mm-hmm. made up made up of local girls but i think we we might have been the first team in our area to win a whole qualifier you know mm-hmm. but yeah like then after that we were just rolling you know because like something just clicked because literally a few weekends ago we weren't clicking yeah <clears throat> so they Such regrouped turn around got together and after that it was just momentum because i think the next weekend after winning that that the spokane call the pnq qualifier we go to vegas mm-hmm. for red rock rave and we almost win that too we're yeah. like <clears throat> we almost double qualified we um i want to say we finish like third or wow. something and yeah we could have actually gone all the way you know we just messed up at the i want to say the, se- the last game or the semifinals or something like that but 
Yeah, it was like a long week. <clears throat> like, because these girls, what, how many, they only had, what, four days in between playing, a, you know, playing two qualifiers, yeah, that's going right. all the way in gold. That's like how many games? Six, seven games, eight games. And so it was just, you know, a long pr- uh, process, but it was just really, it was really fun to see, see it happen. And like I said, those girls are playing great, man. Like, that was a good week of volleyball, like a week, week and a half of volleyball, like back-to-back qualifiers and then going all you know winning one of them and then almost winning the other one it's like mm-hmm. crazy so after that it was just pure momentum and you know it was fun to see <clears throat> it's really fun to see the parents being happy and th- with the girls the girls yeah. being happy <laughs> you know <clears throat> all the hugs the the you know it's just a great feel everyone's happy you know what i mean like that we like to see like yeah. everyone's taking pictures yeah, and pictures with their kids. I like seeing that the moms and the the dads taking pictures with their kids with the with the trophy or mm-hmm. with the medals. The medals too. <clears throat> you know, it's, it, it, that's actually what I like to see more. Like I like to just watch that. You yeah, know? especially like just I, I remember in Spokane, I was like, on the last day, I was like, wait, <laughs> we could have a chance to actually win. And yeah, some of the parents were just they were just going with that energy and. I remember one of the parents had to leave early, I think, and they're like, is there a way we could stream it? And I think, you know, we didn't have a lot of uh, ways back then. I think we just went on Instagram Live yeah, or Facebook Instagram Live. Living, yeah. yeah, and they were able to watch it, and you just see, like, the excitement. And I remember I was getting messages from people that were like, wait, what, UC Leeds in the championship round or whatever? And I was like, yeah, and then, like, just the atmosphere, you know, and then – realizing wow like what we did as a club like it made i know i was really proud just seeing the growth and then i felt like that also gave the validation that like okay if we're doing something right and you know we're <coughs> trying to get these girls the exposure like you said and just that higher level of competition you know and yeah. i felt like that's been kind of like a model for everyone else to like try and chase when they come in and play with us yeah, i would say like I told the, my team, that team, like, you know, that they're not just representing, you know, our area, our club, but also, like, our, our city, you know, the nearby cities, our community, but also just, like, you know, they they were an example, you know, or uh, an example that local girls can win at the biggest stage, you know, mm-hmm. they can win at the high-level tournaments. Because <clears throat> at the time, like, when I first started coaching – in our area, if you were good in our area, you would leave our area and you you'd play at a club somewhere far, yeah, like that's over the true. bridge somewhere. Mm-hmm. You have to drive like half an hour, whatever. And because <clears throat> there was a notion that your the the local clubs here could not win, you can't win here. There's not you know you have to go somewhere else and team up with girls from over the bridge or wherever. So I really wanted to change that because I feel like there is a lot of talent here, you know. Mm-hmm. And so my team, being all local, we showed that we can team up with ourselves or with each other locally and win you know and beat you know a lot of good clubs and and win a qualifier go to nationals and stuff so you know i think i think that team was yellow is like an example you know the Mm -hmm. first team that showed that our club can do it our way you know developing the girls because that team we had them when they were young too you know Mm -hmm. like pre-high school yeah that's true so they went through our pipeline and we developed them and you know essentially the same girls the whole time they were here essentially the same core so <clears throat> you know and a lot of them they could have left could have went to different clubs or whatnot but you know they stayed together i think a lot of, uh, one big thing is chemistry you know mm, like yeah, and they were friends true. like yeah one great day. thing about <laughs> that team is the parents were parents were awesome were not over involved they were invo- involved in the right things like planning this you know the ba- the um team bondings yeah planning stuff like that they were all friends. They got along. Our girls were all friends. Got along. That made it so much easier to travel. You that, know? Yeah, and that's tr- that's very true. As a coach, they just let me coach them, you know, mm-hmm. and they worried about the, everything else and just supported the girls, you know. Like I said, when we were doing bad, you know, it wasn't they didn't cheer any different, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> they just trusted the process. They trusted what we were doing, and you know we were able to be successful and that's another big thing i think that's misun that not has not always talked about on winning teams and youth sports is like the parents are essentially another team mm-hmm. you know they're they're also like teammates they're gonna see each other all the time 
yeah they have to work together they're gonna see each other you know and luckily i think <clears throat> if, you have, if you get a good group of parents that like i said they're involved but not over involved and they support their kids they support the coach and what we're doing you know like it just makes it so much easier and then it, it allows the, the coach and the players to play, play you know play freely mm-hmm. and not have to stress about yeah. you know other things you know i like how you brought up parents like being able to work together you know because sometimes parents can ruin things for for kids like mm-hmm. the kids love for for playing and all that and you know sometimes there's that boundary where we we might not know where the lines are but yeah. then i think <coughs> once you start recognizing oh no like maybe my my child's being becoming more disengaged like what is it that's affecting and it, it's it's a hard pill to swallow sometimes because c- it could even be sometimes as a coach like i've done done uh, dealt with that too and it's like you have to really reflect in like what are you actually doing for the best interests of the girls and their experience playing you know mm-hmm. um i just like something that harper has always told me was like you know try not to be the coach that like forces a kid to quit you know or lose that love and passion for the game especially when as as young as i think we have like 10 10 year olds 11 yeah. year olds in in our programs like just seeing that eagerness like you know it takes a lot to try new things and you know when they're learning sports and stuff like it could be hard and if we're not there to encourage them as coaches as parents you know it it could be a a whole disaster yeah not for sure yeah i think when when i usually when i get a new team i'm not too familiar with some of them like i try to observe the 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 player with the parent and you know how they're like after Mm -hmm. a game or after a loss after a win definitely like i i like parents who are obviously they're in it they want us to win they're cheering and stuff but it's just tough because, like, if, if the coach, if you're, if we're already getting on the girls, yeah, and then they get on, the parent gets on them on top of that after, then it's like just double. Yeah, you know? that's and true. It's too much. I think it it could affect some girls, you know, or some players in general. So I've seen it in both, you know, boys and girls, but mostly in girls because I feel like guys are just kind of like, <laughs> what are their parents gonna say to them? You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> but <clears throat> girls, yeah, you know, a little more emotion there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we've been lucky with having some good parents. Yeah, do you think, like, a lot of what you've gone through as a coach has shaped the way you coach or whatever, like, values or morals you have for the team? Like, how did you develop that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, the experiences you go through, good and the bad, you know, on and off the court, I think is what really affects what the way, you know, you grow as a coach and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I think for me, I I feel like – my most successful teams i had a good relationship with um the girls you mm-hmm. know with at least for sure had a great relationship with like the starters or like the main core players on those teams um if not all the girls you know um and their parents if i think of all our most successful players i feel like you know we had a, a good relationship with their parents or at least like you know they didn't have any issues you know mm-hmm because uh, I feel like the player really has to coach. They really have to like trust you, you know, and respect you, and like really believe in what you're saying. Because if not, they're not gonna do it on the court. You that, know what I mean? Yeah, um, that's very true. They're not gonna also believe in your, 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 um, like what you want for the team or your goal. Mm-hmm. You know, because like I said, our <coughs> sorry, like our old team. So like our old team. Like let's say the NCS team at Logan, or maybe our NorCal team, right? Twenty seventeen, yeah. our champion championship teams. Like if they didn't believe that I we I said when I said we could go all the way or that we want to try to be champions, if they didn't really trust me or believe me, they're not gonna really go all out, right? Yeah, that's true. You know, I I have a memory to that that state team. I for some reason we had to practice off site somewhere, and I think it was like something about the air quality and then like we weren't allowed to use like logan facility or whatever it was like a fire yeah (coughs) and i remember talking to parents and i was like you know i was like the state game is like this weekend i think i had to tell like some of the kids that were 
a part of youth ministry that oh don't go on that retreat that weekend mm-hmm. um just keep it open and then they kind of looked at me like are, are you sure we're gonna go that far but what they didn't know was all the behind the scenes stuff we were doing with the team to get them ready and like before we knew it like we were at that state game and that was such a such a blast um but mm-hmm. to but, but like you said like if if pe- if the girls didn't believe in it and stuff like that like we weren't gonna get gonna get there um, yeah i think a lot of people didn't know we were gonna go that far besides maybe us in the team yeah yeah i think <clears throat> i i feel like for most most of most of the time there's not a, it's no accident mm-hmm. like some people think i mean obviously there are cinderella runs but you know i don't think you could just all of a sudden just be good and start winning it's like either it's always been inside that team or you know like they have what it takes or not and maybe you know there's ups and downs in the season but i feel like there's no accident when you go far you yeah. know like yeah <clears throat> it's somewhat planned obviously or or like the talents there and all the pieces are there i think for <clears throat> like ncs for playoffs in anything even like march madness now coming up right there is a thing where like the matchups just good matchups sometimes mm-hmm. right there's upsets or like the pathway to the championship game some some years it's more doable than others you know what i mean so i feel like for us i mean it was our first time anyway so every matchup was going to be hard but mm-hmm. you know the way we did so well I, I don't know like i remember we would do film <clears throat> right and just see who their best player is and uh every time every round like our strategy was working whatever we worked on in practice it worked in the game whatever we did like but that's also the girls they're focusing film Mm -hmm. they're doing what needs to be done you know putting the work not a single person missed practice you know the bench even our bench putting in all the work they can you know what i mean like everyone's on the same page and i just remember like we would we would be worried and had to do film you know we're nervous and then when the game comes we just execute execute and then we just you know i think we lost like one set i think like one one or two sets the whole cif norcal the championship game we lost one set only one set i think yeah we never went to five like we might have swept the whole thing and you know uh, besides until the until the norcal final game right yeah so that's crazy to me and it was our first time being there you know and even in 2018, our NCS D1 championship team, we did not. Oh, we lost one set also, I think, maybe to Cal High in the second round, the semifinal round. I think so, yeah. Championship game, we swept, you know, and that mm-hmm. was a great team too, you know. So, you know, props to our, our old players on that team because super coachable, motivated, you know. They had a lot of fun, but they didn't let the fun mess up their focus or anything. They just yeah, that's very true. Put in the work, execute. It's all about execution, like following the game plan. What's the strategy? How are we gonna beat this team? And then trusting, like I said, because if they didn't trust the coaching staff, why would they listen to our strategy? They wouldn't believe the strategy would work. They wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, it goes hand in hand with trust. You know, between the players and the coaches. Also, us trusting the players, those girls yeah. to go out there and do to execute, you know. So, yeah, and I think looking back on those teams too, a lot of them were not selfish, mm-hmm. you know. Like I've heard stories of old teams or teams elsewhere talk about how like the bench would kind of be bitter just because they weren't getting the playing time, you know. Yeah. You know, when you're on a team, it's not about just like starters and the bench because that affects the chemistry, right? So being able to understand your role on the team and like doing that role the best to your ability, I feel like makes a difference. And, you know, last year uh, on the our, on the basketball end at Logan, you know, we went to NCS for the first time in maybe I think it was like 19 years. Mm-hmm. And like I just remember being in that semifinal game. We played San Leandro and the practice before that, like we we all just had this like locked in mentality of like this is the game plan this is what we're gonna do and then we executed it and there were so many people that were like kind of doubting us even though we were I think the number two seed uh we ended up going to the finals playing Juana Vista lost in the in the finals but 
to be able to get to that level again on the basketball end it was like wow like like you said it, it takes a special group of girls who buy in and like willing to put in the work to to be successful and I think a lot of it is a part of the coaching and as a coach like what are you doing to set up your team for success you know and I think that's something I've always like admired how we've built our programs mm -hmm. um, with 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 Logan volleyball with basketball UC <coughs> elite and all that and it's it's something that works you know and each year each season like we we try to push as as hard as we can yeah to add on to what you were saying like i think you know it's the the whole process as a whole like it starts from like the off season the girls got to really get into it you know and put in the work from the off season because champion champ you know all the championship teams they they're you know their off seasons like you know really focused really determined they're trying to win already like they know what, what it takes and you know <clears throat> it's a process you can't just become the best at an at overnight and definitely our logan girls during those our championship years they they definitely put in a lot of work in the summer you know mm -hmm. like what three to five hours four hours a day you know in yeah. the summer never complaining <clears throat> never missing because they wanted to win you know and it's those things that that um separate the good teams and the great teams i would say it's just like the work they put in the off season and their focus and stuff like that um but yeah i remember like 2018 you know or both 27 27 2018 the years before prior to that like i mentioned before we were good but we we just couldn't get over the hump you know 20 what year was that like actually 20 17 actually so that year we went to state we actually lost the ncs championship That's in true. five yeah against like the four-time defending champs at the time like monta vista they were yeah. really good they had multiple like d1 girls on that team like stacked roster and somehow like i said our little team went to five you know we pushed them to five and you know obviously we, we didn't end up we didn't it did not end up winning but it's like we didn't, the girls didn't give up, you know. They're, mm -hmm. they, we lost, but they didn't give up. Focus on the next thing. Went to the state championship, you know. It, it was almost like a kind of like a blessing because we ended up going farther anyway, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then the next year, <clears throat> you know, we end up sweeping the NCS playoffs, you know. Basically bringing back the whole team, at least the core players, and then finally getting over that hump and winning NCS. You know, it mm -hmm. took so many chances, right? Like, yeah. my first couple of years, I think – my first year coaching at Logan, I, we lost second round. The next year, I want to say we lost in the first round in five, and we actually should have won that game. The next year, it's like semifinals, semifinals. Oh, yeah. even, even when we were a number one seed, semi, we lost semifinals, right? So couldn't get over that hump. And then finally, okay, we make it to the finals, but we lose the finals. And then finally, we make it. We actually win the whole thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a process, man. It's a long process, you know, because we don't, we're not the kind of school that just gets reloaded with the top talent every year, you know. Mm -hmm. Our players, like, if they're good, it's because they we, we had to make them good. They had to put in the work to be good. We had to develop them. And, you know, even more important, why we need chemistry, because mm -hmm. we're undersized, you know. So, you know, like I said, props to those girls again for putting in all that work back then. And I feel like even them now, they're all graduated, obviously. None of us really realize how like crazy that time was, or yeah. how special, yeah, how rare it was true. until n now when we're old, you mm -hmm. know, or later on, you know, <laughs> like you know. I think the funny thing about that, you know, we have some stuff on our YouTube for the Logan stuff, mm -hmm. and just seeing like, wow, like that team went all the way, you know, just reflecting and seeing, and a lot of them now are are older i think some are finishing up college now right mm -hmm. and so it's, it's really unique to to see that but also seeing the support that we still get from them from their families when they when they're in town and oh i want to catch a game you know mm -hmm. just i feel like that builds the like the community you know no yeah i mean a lot of them are either coaching with us now or mm -hmm. <coughs> you know everyone's so cool and like i said i don't think you could really replace those kind of memories and like what they went through together you know what i mean yeah. and um 
Yeah, I mean, does not happen often, obviously, in our area. You know, <clears throat> like for basketball and volleyball, mm-hmm. years, twenty years plus between NCS final championships or appearances. You know. Yeah. So one thing I kind of regret between twenty seventeen and eighteen is I feel like I did not really like let things sink in. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I feel like it went fast. I didn't really like stop and just you know. <clears throat> like, like I wish I did it. that a little more like yeah just stop living the moment a little more instead of just like you know you know next thing next thing and it happened so fast and I wish we recorded more you know yeah I wish we I, I think that's a crazy thing now how much like <coughs> social media yeah is able to capture these moments and then like you you essentially have it so like even with the younger kids like you know I would encourage parents like yeah like go ahead and record your kids like who cares if they think it's embarrassing because, you know, I'd want to be able to, like, look back and, like, oh, remember when, like, this team did that or, you know, um, you know, like, this past weekend, my uh, my 12s team, like, they won their first games mm-hmm. in a tournament and, like, just seeing the parents so happy about, like, what they've accomplished, like, it was, it was kind of special, you know, like, and those special moments deserve to have, like, the memory to to cherish you know? yeah i mean all we have is what a couple of photos yeah pictures or newspaper articles <laughs> right yeah we need to <laughs> yeah i wish we really i stopped in the moment more th- back then but it is what it is you know but still a great time you know still mm-hmm. have my memory you know so <laughs> live with right now is just reminiscing you know tying back to like just our growth as coaches you know i, th- I feel like even in my personal journey like i never thought i was gonna be coaching for as long as I am, mm-hmm. I am, and I, I don't plan on stopping, you know, c- because of how much I love, love it, you know, love developing relationships with my players on and off the court, um, but also trying to chase, like, all these accomplishments. Um, I know for myself, like, um, we have a pretty young core uh, for Logan basketball, and our our thing is, you know, we went two years now to the NCS finals. We're on that. We're like on that um, that hump of like let's try and win a NCS finals mm-hmm. now, you know, and mm-hmm. see how far we we can go. But ultimately, the goal for us is try to get to state, you know, and be on that on that stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just with volleyball, like uh, for me, like coaching volleyball is a lot more newer, but I'm having so much fun just absorbing things from even from our other club coaches and just the coaches I meet during the high school season too just being able to um like take in things you know um I am a stats person I just love numbers and like with playing efficient you know like mm-hmm. when whenever we would take stats during our games and like kind of showing our girls like okay like this this is where your errors are like how do you minimize it so that you can play better? Like, I felt like that's been my my role. And also doing, like, workouts and helping with injury prevention and stuff like that and working with, you know, our trainer, George, and yeah. learning <coughs> things from that and being able to use that in all my coaching, whether it's through club, high school, middle school, and anything um, in between. But like, uh, what would you say is your, your um, three- to five-year goal? I think so for Logan basketball definitely like win a NCS championship um NorCal and state you know mm-hmm. being being able to compete on, on that level um and you know I also have middle school teams that you know I have to feed into Logan and just getting those girls ready to compete you know um because I think once they have that drive to like want to get better like they'll they're always willing to put into work you know they won't complain um with volleyball at logan same thing like we we have a lot of young talent i think just seeing how we can put logan back on the map and you know hopefully win another league championship to start off Mm -hmm. and then build from there and then with club just like enjoying the ride and seeing you know i'm starting off with this 12s team like i would love to see how many of them continue to to play and what levels they reach and who knows like maybe they'll have you know volleyball after high school and that's always 
I feel like that's where I'm most proud to to see former players grow that way. Um, it's kind of funny. Nellie, who played on your team, I used to coach against her, and she played when she played basketball in middle school. And when she came to to tryouts, I'm like, why does this girl look familiar? Mm. And I looked through my championship game pictures, our action pictures, and I was like, that's her. <laughs> and then now she she just committed, right? So yeah, that's been a, <coughs> a cool accomplishment. <coughs> yeah. how, how about for you? Um, I mean, um, well, I took that year off at Logan. The <coughs> what year was that, 2020? I think, yeah. 2021? <coughs> 2020 and 2021. The COVID time? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now being back at Logan, um, you know, like, and for people that don't know, like, for Logan Volleyball, we, we've been league champs since 2015 to 2021. 20 tw- yeah. yeah. So we had like a seven-year undefeated streak. Yeah, streak, you know, and uh, seven, eight-year streak, right? And... Um, Last season, we, you know, we did not win league for the first time, and it was a weird feeling, you know. So, yeah, I think the short-term goal is obviously get back, like you said, get back and win our, our – winning your leagues are a minimum, you know. Yeah. Like, it's a yeah. bare minimum, in my opinion. So, getting back, you know, taking care of that business, and then, you know, the current state of, of our – of Logan Volleyball is um, we're going to rebuild, in my opinion, you know. We're rebuilding still. Um and we have a good group of girls, uh, you know, especially our, our young core coming up. Like, I think we have a good, a good future. But you know, just like all the things we talked about with our championship teams, it's <clears throat> getting the girls to in, buy in and in, into championship routines, mm-hmm. mindset, habits, you know, all those things. And also the game, same with their parents. They got to buy in too to the amount of time and and sacrifice they're gonna have to make for their kid or to help their kid and i think if we could do that we could you know get back on top you know <clears throat> of course we, we want to win a championship again you know mm-hmm. but you know steps by steps but i think <clears throat> it's really doable you just got to really how much work can these girls put in in this short amount of time to bounce back you know and rebuild um and like i guess it's always tough when you have a, a young team but you know then again our, our championship teams are young yeah you that's know? true so <clears throat> you know that's where we're at for UC Elite, our volleyball club, I think like our co- our club is growing so fast, and um, definitely like I think we're on the admin side of things, and like everything else, we're still kind of catching up, you know, to the growth. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're happy for growth, but you know, <clears throat> you don't just get twenty teams and then like it's easy. Like you know, there's a lot of things to it. Um, our main focus for our club is actually like our young teams. We're focusing on like. Our younger teams developing them, um, teaching them the right habits, the right work ethic, how to be a right a good teammate, you know, all that, and because <clears throat> then I think that would pay more dividends to our club down the road when they get older and they, you know, mm-hmm. and we're big on like like I said, we're big on developing our players multiple years, you know, because I think it's a process. There's no way you get a girl for one year and you could just like make her the best already yeah. and, and all that. Yeah. People misunderstand that. And they, I think when they see some of our best players in the club, they think that they were just, like, this good that fast, you mm-hmm. know. So but they, but yeah. they don't know what they put <laughs> in, right? Yeah, like, yeah. our best – some of our best alumni that went through our, our club four, five-plus years, like, they – it was all a process. They were not the best, you mm-hmm. know. Nelly yeah. is, like, our fir- is our club's first Division One player, one of our first Division One players that um, that played with us for – her ho- almost her whole life, you know, mm-hmm. in volleyball. You know, she she did not start out as the best. You know, she put in the work, uh, went through the process with us. You know, how many hours in this in our facility and training with us year round. You know, yeah. All our co- you know our college alumni, same thing. It's like you know. So I think we're trying to replicate that. We want to develop some girls from when they're young to when they're eighteen and. Mm-hmm. see how well we could do with them um, obviously our goal is to always get more win more bids and go to nationals but you know I think there's so much like volleyball is a growing sport there's so much talent in our area but I feel like it's like underserved or like you know we're getting beat out by like softball and some other sports and oh, yeah. people yeah. are kind of joining late <clears throat> and I feel like if we can get to those kids and get them to 
to fall in love with the sport than you know like because this is, people don't realize there's actually a lot of like volleyball opportunity in college mm-hmm. like women's volleyball is one of the most like almost every college has that you know mm-hmm. and there's actually a lot of money in it you know but there's not as many kids that are going for it like i mean the, or the kids going for it they're all from the same place you know what i mean like yeah in our area our local area i think a lot of girls don't dream of playing after in college school. yeah because yeah. either you know either they, they don't want to or they think they can't mm-hmm. or they think it's not realistic you know so we want to change that we want to inspire more of the kids to pursue playing at the next level it, and it doesn't have to come at the sacrifice of education you know mm-hmm. if anything it could be a stepping stone it could help you with your education get yeah. you scholarship money get you into the school you mm-hmm. know that you want to go to and stuff like that um so yeah we really want to try to get more kids to p- get to the next level at any level it doesn't have to be t1 d2 or whatnot it's just like c- to continue to play if they love the game you know mm-hmm. um and yeah and just like provide more quality volleyball where you can come up through like you know what i mean like for younger like when you're young and you're new to the game like you want to be able to offer things where you can get into the game because like I said, back then we would get kids really late, you know, yeah, freshman, yeah. sophomore. And it's like so hard to really become the best, get, get become your, your best or like reach your full potential if you don't start early enough, you know. Yeah. And I think, you know, what we offer with our clinics and our rising stars, especially as if there's beginners out there that just want to mm-hmm. start, like that's always a great stepping stone. And then it's like you go through that process and it's like okay like what what can i do next or what can i do more of and i think that's a thing that's growing for us and you know for all our listeners that maybe you might have friends or family that are interested like you know i feel like just send them our way you know yeah (laughs) i mean we try to i mean there's different you know parts of our club because there are, you know, the side of our club that we we want to win, we want to get biz nationals, but also it's like not just about that. Like, mm-hmm. not every girl is, you know, could could go to nationals or like even has that goal. But doesn't mean we don't want to turn them away from volleyball. Like, yeah, I think if you want to play, doesn't regardless how good you are at the sport, you should be able to play. You know what I mean? And like, have those opportunities. To yeah, like. To be a part of the team. To experience, yeah. vo- mm-hmm. like, just, oh, just because, you know, I don't like that culture, how, like, oh, you know, like, just because you're not the best, like, well, you better stop playing the sport. Mm. Like, it's just yeah. a game, you know? Yeah. Like, I think that happens a lot in basketball, too. Like, yeah. I mean, especially in boys' basketball, it's like, if you can't dunk and you're not six five or something, it's like, good luck, you know what I mean? And, like, it's just a game, though. So, I think for us, like, we want to be able to offer that f- to everybody, regardless of where you come from and your your experience level, you know? Like, our goal is to hopefully have something for everybody mm-hmm. where you could enjoy playing volleyball. You know what I mean? So we want to we want to cater to those two athletes, the athlete that wants to go to college and the athlete that just wants to play for fun mm-hmm. or the athlete that just wants to play in high school. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, um, I think that we're going to wrap up for this episode. Yeah, I think we, we touched a lot of, you know, about who we are as coaches, what our philosophies are what we envision for the programs that we're in mm-hmm. um, and just, you know, even reflecting back of like the growth and, you know, I think moving forward, it's, it'll be kind of exciting who we have on the podcast and listen and hear about their stories, their experiences and just the different topics we're going to touch base on. Yeah. I think we're going to definitely use this podcast as a way to, like I said, get behind the scenes with some of these coaches get to know them better mm-hmm. um, have a better understanding of yeah maybe there's things that you know just as a parent you, you don't understand what the coach is doing and this gives like that perspective Insight. You yeah know? yeah we might even bring some parents in on yeah. this you know i think that's very valid too and get their side of things and their experience you know and um like i said i feel like as coaches there's a lot of good conversation we have that we're like dang like kids need to hear this or mm-hmm. i wish parents would hear this Shoot, and I it's wish in a constructive way yeah, you know, growing up, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know, all this is just is just for like insight in a sh- constructive way, so we all could be understood better. Because like, obviously, some of these conversations we're not gonna just have that with the parent and just start talking about this or something. <laughs> but it's like those it's those are organic conversations we have just with coaches. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. whether we're talking about developing players or our struggles mm-hmm. or dealing with this, dealing with that, 
that I mean, there's no conversation where a parent would hear it or, a ki- you know, a kid would understand it or, you know, but we yeah. can share it now. Yeah, that's true. So they can see, oh, wow, here's the other side of coaching that we don't see or hear about mm-hmm. <clears throat> and stuff like that. And kind of, yeah, just getting to know our guests, too, that we bring on and stuff like that. So, yeah. So, you know, thank you for the time, you know, recording this episode, this first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited. I know you're excited, too. Yeah, definitely. Just to see what's out there um we are still in the process of trying to figure out and navigate how this podcast is going to be um distributed i know for sure it's going to be on spotify yeah um we're hopefully going to try and get it on the apple podcasts as well um and on anchor um but for any updates just be sure to follow our instagram and our tiktok subscribe to our youtube channel yeah and you know follow us on the journey Yep, appreciate anybody listening out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>